0: We are officially two weeks away from the opening of Orlando Magic training camp. You can, its its just so close you can feel it. So let's talk the Orlando Magic's biggest strengths and their advantages over their opponents entering the season. We'll sit to that today on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Don Magic today is September 18th. It'll be September 19th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaylight.com. Because follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic's biggest strengths entering the season. The advantages that they will have over the teams they are competing with for a play-in spot for positioning in the Eastern Conference. We'll get to all that, plus our big question, whether the Magic's decision to be patient was the right one. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning. Whether it's swipe right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. So, You know, uh, we're getting close. We're getting close here, people. Um, Y'all can feel it. I feel it. I hope the players can feel it. We know training camp is right around the corner. We know that the beginning of this season is right around the corner. And at this point, at this juncture, everything about the Orlando Magic is theoretical. We think we know things. We believe we know things and 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 we 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 don't really know. Like we we don't know as, as much as the magic's continuity is certainly gonna help us have some understanding of what to expect this coming season. We don't know what's gonna happen. Um, you know, Steve Clifford used to always say this, um, say this when he was coaching the Magic, like, just because you bring everybody back does not mean everything just rolls over to the next season. Players get better. Their priorities change. Maybe they take steps back in some ways. Defenses adjust to you. We don't know. And so all we can think about at this point and all, all that we could say at this point is what we saw last year for majority of the season, three quarters of the season almost, um, felt real, felt like something this team could build on. And, and if you listen to the Magic and all the players talk about it, they believe they have something to build on They believe that if it was not for the 5-20 and start, they would have been in the playoffs already. The Magic, to some extent, feel like they're going out to grab what they already have. They're they're going out to claim what is already theirs. And look, that is a potentially powerful motivator. That is a potentially uh, big deal for a team that says, we already have the confidence to be where most everyone thinks we're going to get, um, you know, we we have that confidence that it, they they expect the same thing from themselves that seemingly the whole world is expecting from the Magic already. Um, that's that's probably the best way I would describe the current state of the Magic, the current feeling of the Orlando Magic. They're out there to go to. They're they're out there. Um to take what's already theirs. Of course, the numbers kind of back this up. You know, the Magic were roughly a 500 team when they went 29 and 28 to finish the season. Their stats suggested they were a 500 team. If you take out those last three games, I think they were a plus 0.1 net rating. There's something there. Uh, we talk about these numbers and these stats all the time that, you know, the Magic were sixth in the league in defensive rating after December 7th. Uh, 113, 113 points allowed per one of the um, but I will be the first to point out that, look, there are all these positive signs. There are all these good things. You know, Paolo Carroll looks like an all-star. Franz Wagner could be on an all-star track. Markel Fultz had a great finish to the season. Jalen Suds had a great finish to the season. Cole Anthony had a fantastic finish to the season. You could point out all these things. And also poke holes in them and say, okay, um, the Ma- yes, the Magic gave up 113 points allowed per one of possessions, the but they were 27th in the league in three-point field goal attempts allowed. Um, they had games where you know we talked a little bit about this over the off season, but the three point math just didn't work. Um, they you know for as good as we all thought Markel Fultz played, he had a negative net rating for the season um, overall. Magic were not significantly better with him on the floor, and while that got better later in the season and and, and things were all trending in the right direction, we again there's just so much up in the air and that. Comes in next with the youth and you know this and and this team just not being consistent. Um, this is not to throw shade on anything that Magic are doing. This is not to say that the Magic aren't going to be a better team. This isn't to say that I don't expect you know, I expect this Magic team to be better. I expect them to win. I have them like right now in the 38 to 44 win range. I think that they will be in the play in tournament. Uh, like, I'm not here, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm here to be a realist. I'm here to, to like slow down the hype train and say like all those people shouting four seed as a rallying cry, which sure, why not? Um, Let's not, let, let's not, let, let's hope they get there, but let's not hold them to that standard and, and, and expect them to get there. It's going to be a long, long road. So this is a roundabout way of saying that like, yes, there are good things about this team and there's a lot to be excited about. I'm not here to debate that. There is a lot to be excited about when it comes to this Orlando Magic team. But let's take a step back and really think about what are the Magic's biggest strengths? Where are the areas where the Magic are going to be better than a lot of these teams they have to pass, be better than the Torontos, be better than the Brooklyn's, be better than the Indianas, be better than the Atlantas, be better than the Chicagos, the teams they've got to pass to get into the play tournament. And that's, you know, again, this is going to be like such an important thing, is finding this team's identity, finding what this team is good at, what this team can bank on. You know, you'll hear me say this a million times. Uh, you've heard me say this a million times if you're a long-time listener of, this, of the show. Um, the regular season is about what you can do every night. The regular season is about being able to find that thing you're really good at that you can lean on when you're on a back-to-back, when you're on a th- fourth game and uh, your know, three third game in four nights, or fourth game in six nights, or whatever the case may be, uh, they don't really do do many of those anymore. Um, you gotta find you gotta find that thing that you can lean on, and, and some nights it's not going to be there, but most nights it's got to be. And I think before we get anywhere else. That's the main question this Magic team has to answer. What can they rely on? What can they lean on? What is the thing that's going to carry them from point A to point B? From a win, from a loss to a win on a random Tuesday night in January. That's The good teams have that. The good teams know if this isn't working this one night, we got to really lean into who we are to get this win. And more often than not, they are able to, like I said, this, I say this a million times about the 09 magic What always amazed me about the 09 and the 2010 magic was that they, they could play a C game and still have a chance to win. That's how, you know, your team is really good. Um, The magic, this magic team, the 2024 magic aren't going to be able to do that. You just hope they can get to a point where they're playing a a B or a B minus game and still give themselves a chance to win. If they could do that, they're going to accomplish a lot of their goals and, and objectives this season. So that's that's where we need to start um, when we talk about the Magic's biggest strengths. What is this team going to rely on? What is this team going to lean on to accomplish their goals? I want to get into that in our next segment and talk about what the Magic are going to be about and who the Magic are going to be coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So, let's dive in then. What are the Orlando Magic's biggest strengths? What are the defining features of this team? When people say we are playing the Orlando Magic, what is the number one thing they're worried about and the number one thing that they're not going to be able to stop? What is this team's defining characteristic and trait? And, you know, I think, again, like so many things at this point in the season, it's all conjecture. You know, if there's a reason why there are, there are people not ready to pull the trigger on saying, oh, this Magic team is going to make the playoffs or they're the IT team, it's because they haven't proven it yet. This league, the currency in this league is, is what you've done. um, and, and the belief in what you've done. The Magic have to prove that they can do it first. And then everyone's going to buy it. And then the national TV appearances will come and the all-star appearances will come. They've got to prove it night in and night out. Um. Obviously, there's one trait about this team that it, it, that just defines it, and and, and it's it's not necessarily a, a thing to lean back on in the way I was talking about earlier, but it is who this team is. This team is big. They've got size. They've got positional versatility. They got skill versatility. They're Jeff Weltman and John Hammond drafted a team that has all these big, athletic, long arm guys. To play defense essentially, but to just create mismatches. And you know, how the magic coalesce around their size is ultimately the big question about their development and their, their rebuild and their future. You know, the magic have Paolo Banquero, who can play center just as easily as he can play point guard. They have Franz Wagner, who is a six foot ten ball handler, who can pass is incredibly unselfish and be a great scorer. They have a Markel Fultz who at six foot four, I think is just a big, you know, I joke that he has the the strongest butt in the league now um, in in, in the way of Kyle Lowry. And I don't, you know, he may not, but he's got physical traits that, that make him big and make him physical and make him very hard to cover. And he knows how to use his body effectively to create space. Um, they drafted an Anthony Black, who is going to play all three positions in the, in, on the perimeter uh, and just fit in wherever the Magic need them to fit in. How the Magic use this length, this size, is ultimately the big question for this team and for this franchise. How they use all of that together is going to determine who they ultimately become. Um, as I noted earlier, Orlando Magic finished sixth in the league in defensive rating after, after December 7th last year. In all likelihood for this magic team to be successful, they've got to be a very good defensive team. We are not expecting the magic to be a killer offensive team. They're not going to go out there and average 115 points per game. They're probably going to settle in at 107, 108, 109. If they're really having a good year, 110. And that's raw number. Um, Offensive rating, they're hoping to be at like 112, 113. If they could get to 114, 115 on their offensive rating, that's gonna be a really good sign. Their defensive rating is gonna hover around 112-113. Um, their defense compared to the rest of the league is certainly gonna be good, but it's gonna be more important that their defense compares well to their offense, that they have a positive net rating. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and that's Honestly, one of the big questions? Because as good as the Magic's defense was last year, it was just barely better than their offense or, or barely worse than their offense. Their offense has a long way to go. But the Magic do have a very clear and, and crystallized defensive identity. They want to pack the paint. They want to control the paint. They want to control your shots in the paint. And then they're going to use their length, their ability to switch to both keep you out of the paint, but also to contest your three-pointers when you are able to kick out, when you're able to beat them off, beat them off the dribble. Orlando does not get did not last year give up a lot of shots at the rim. They were very good at deterring shots at the rim. Now, obviously, they gave up a lot of three pointers. That was the trade off of that. Um, and I think one thing the Magic have to do better at is limiting three point attempts because then you get to the three point math problem that I've talked a lot about. But their length, their positional size, their versatility creates all these matchup problems, and. You know, I think a lot of us, we don't know what this Magic team is yet. But the possibilities are endless because they can play anyway. You know, they could go big with Wendell Carter, Mo Wagner, or Wendell Carter, Jonathan Isaac, Paolo Bankero, Franz Wagner. They could go small with Isaac, Wagner, Ben-Kero, um, put Gary Harris in there or Cole Anthony in there with Jalen Suggs. They could go big or small. They could play any way they want and still have the size to not only match up with you, but overpower you. And that flexibility and that versatility is a really big thing. It gives Jamal Mosley a lot of flexibility and a lot of ability to be creative. And I think that's, you know, all the teams said it last year. You know, Mike Malone said it at the NBA, at the freaking NBA finals when Paolo was doing the the work for NBA.com. The magic size gives good teams problems and like this isn't an identity it's a skill set it's 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 a canvas to draw on but the magic started using that size and building that size to 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 create some production to create um to create positive results and again that's just such a defining feature of this team their biggest strength is their size and their versatility That's how this team was designed. And very clearly, it's something that gives them an advantage. Now, how that translates to defense and offense, that's the bigger question. But another advantage I think the Magic have um, is their depth. Um, You know, we, we sit here oftentimes and get really excited about talent on the roster. And a lot of it is frankly unproven. And it's been unproven in the past. And maybe some of it's unproven this time. But it does feel like the Magic are more secure in their depth this year than they've been in a really long time. The Magic were actually one of the best teams scoring off the bench last year. I think they were top they were top 10 in the league. I forget where they, they ranked, but they had one of the best benches in the league last year. We expect Cole Anthony to be a sixth man of the year candidate um, this year. Um, contract year, Cole, He's he embraced that role. He really played well in it. Then you add in a Jalen Suggs, who we you know can be a disruptive defender. You add in Jonathan Isaac, who could be, a, he's a really disruptive defender. Mo Wagner proved to be really solid on the block and, and just giving the Magic some interior presence offensively and a little bit defensively as well. Um, Goga Batadze, if Mo Wagner doesn't work out for us, whatever reason, Goga Batadze proved to be a really solid pickup last year. Um, there's a reason he was first-round talent. Um, you know, you just go down the list, adding Joe Ingles, um, a veteran shar- shooter, is going to make this team better. Uh, you know, Franz tends to anchor that bench group. Um, you know, maybe we've given up on Chuma KK, Maybe we haven't, but Chuma's a good a good disruptive defender as well with the potential to be a better three-point shooter if he's healthy. Um, and and we didn't even get to the rookies. Anthony Black and Chet Howard, who, like we talked about on yesterday's show, should be able to fill in roles for this team as needed. The bottom line is, if if the proposition is the Magic did not make the postseason last year because of injuries early in the season, then the magic feel much more covered for those injuries. This time around, they should be much more confident in what they're throwing on the floor. If they get hurt, Um, that it's not going to be so disruptive or so much of a detour from what they're doing. Because again, all these guys are big, you know, they drafted Jet Howard over Grady, Dick, and Jordan Hawkins because he's bigger than them um, and fits the style and identity this Magic team is trying to carve with how it's constructing its roster. It's a lot of long-armed athletes who, um, <clears throat> who um, can defend multiple positions and play in multiple ways on the floor. Orlando ultimately wants to get its five best players out on the floor as much as possible. And the way this team is constructed should allow them to do that. That is honestly the Magic's biggest strength this season. Again, we may not know exactly how that's going to translate. How exactly that's going to be put to use. But very clearly, the Magic have these tools to... The Magic have these tools to be this really effective and fun team. And that's... That's ultimately why this season's exciting is we can see the outlines of what the Magic are going to be. We're going to dive back into one of our big questions as we get ready ready for training camp. Was patience the right call for the Magic? Again, something similar to what we talked about yesterday. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. It is currently hurricane season here in Central Florida. We're on the downhill slope of hurricane season, but it has been an active summer in the Atlantic and in the Gulf. We've been spared so far, thankfully, but there's there's no harm in being prepared. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life season, life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, JASE medical.com, promo code locked on. Uh, I, uh, I apologize. Uh, my voice is just going way in and out here. Uh, I am on the back end of an illness. I am feeling much, much better. Um, but always your voice gets raspy at the end. So I apologize if the audio quality has been weird or if I had to call for anything um, during this during this show. Uh, on our way to training camp two weeks ago, we're spending at least a little bit of time asking one big question. Um, just one big question to help us prepare for camp and help us kind of think about the season as well. And obviously we, we just spent a lot of time thinking about a big question as far as what are the magic strengths and, and, and all that. Um, this question though, dovetails a little bit to what we talked about yesterday. Cause like I said, I think one of the central questions for this season is how much are the magic willing to sacrifice short-term success for long-term gains? Um, are they willing to sacrifice a win here or there to, Make sure that Anthony Black and Jed Howard player, let them play through mistakes. Or when does that balance tip? And that question also comes to the front when we talk about what the Magic decided to do this offseason. There are at least a small section of the fan base that were frustrated that once again, Jeff Weltman did not do anything. You know, the Magic dumped three players, you know, know, I'm trying to think. Bull, it was Bull Bull. Admiral Schofield got downgraded to a two way contract. The Magic essentially dumped three players to add Anthony Black, Jed Howard, and Joe Ingles. There's no major change in the starting lineup. You know, although we suspect this will probably be Gary Harris's last year in Orlando, maybe it won't be. Um, but the Magic have the same team. You know, again, like I said, just, they, they they lost three players who were out of the rotation anyway. Adding Anthony Black, Jed Howard, and Joe Ingles, three potential rotation players, that certainly seems to point the team as, hey, they got better. And so I don't think anyone should be complaining about the kind of offseason Magic had. Was there the big, splashy move? Are the Magic the mystery Eastern Conference team going after Damian Lillard? Probably not. And the Magic, despite having it to the cap room, decided $40 million for Fred Van Vliet, wasn't worth it for them. They didn't really see an opportunity to go big. And in any case, very clearly, I think the Magic decided that letting Paolo and Franz and all these young guys have another year to come together and another year that's kind of uninterrupted um, was probably better for them in the long run. But, you know, something that I generally believe in, in the NBA is that there is no standing still. In the NBA, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And if you're standing still, you're probably getting worse because, like, you don't want to get stuck. You know, unless even if you've won a championship, you don't want to get stuck where you are because other teams are picking up ground. It's like a Formula One race. The car behind you has got fresher tires. They're picking up speed and might take a couple laps, but they're picking up speed. The Magic are sitting there on the hard tires. They, they've been, Going around the track, they've been pushing their pace a lot. Now they're getting ready to pick up some speed, and at some point they're going to need to make a pit stop. The Formula One rules say you got to change tires at some point in the race. That pit stop is coming. The tires are going to wear out at some point. Um, that's the extent of my Formula One strategy knowledge. Um, at some point, some point the Magic are going to have to change their posture, and it might be this summer with Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, Markel Fultz, all free agents big contracts coming for Palo Bancaro and Franz Lager. The Magic are using this year to figure out how fast they need to move and how much better they can really be and how much, how good they really are already. And so the Magic chose patience. The Magic decided to stick with what they have and see if another year of development can get the team to where they want to go. I don't know if Jeff Weltman subscribes to the same belief that the players have, that they were a playoff team, if not for the 5 and 20 star. I mean, the standings suggest that already. But whether they could do that over a full 82 game season, that part's unproven. And look, I have some complaints about the Magic's offseason. I would have invested a little bit more at finding a backup center. We pitched a few ideas on the show back in July, back in June. Um, I would have shored up the power forward spot a little bit more, not relied on Jonathan Isaac. There are some holes. On this team. And certainly yes. The Magic still needs shooting. The offense is still a very big question. Is this team ready to be a winner? And maybe more importantly. Is this team starting to align. With who they're going to be when they're competing. uh, For for a title. For for something bigger than just a play-in spot. The play-in isn't a high bar to clear folks. Yes it's a goal. Yes it's where we expect the Magic to be. But getting the. 38-39, 38-39, 40 wins, playing in that 9-10 game. That's that's not difficult to do. I'm not putting it past the Charlotte Hornets to be able to do that. Um, no offense to Charlotte. I think that they've done it before. What you don't want is to get stuck there. You don't want to be like Atlanta was last year where they're stuck in the play and probably stuck there again. You don't want to be Chicago with three very high-paid player, paid players that are stuck in the play that's not where you want to be. That's not where the magic are. The magic are trying to get there as their breakthrough. And then from there they will try to get better. And like I've said a million times, you don't really know your flaws until you get to a playoff series. And you see how another team exposes you and exposes what you're bad at. Um, you know, I mentioned this way back when in 2019. The logic behind signing an Al while not where I would have put my priority after that playoff season, made sense. The Raptors punished the Magic's lack of size in that series. Um, the Magic finished with Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross got victimized by Pascal Siakam in that series. So the Magic went and got some more size. You know, and you know, his injury unfortunately didn't help. And, you know, obviously he didn't perform the way the Magic didn't perform, and things fell apart from there. Um the Magic under Wellman have been extremely patient. Uh, there's no denying this. There's no debating it. They've been exceedingly patient. Now, whether they, whether they will, when they will make their moves is the bigger question. And I think again, a lot of this season is about figuring that part out. Figuring out not only whether this team can be successful but what the Magic actually need and the kind of players the Magic need to target and how they need to allocate their resources to get those players. The Magic will have cap room once again next season. And even if they re-sign Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony, they will still have money to spend next year. And so in this instance, patience is a virtue. The Magic don't need to push their chips into the center of the table. They can play their cards a little close to the vest. They can see how the hand plays out a little bit. And from there, they can start making some decisions. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. you're tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the other places on to your podcast-enabled listening advice. For latest on, the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdale.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at O-Magic Daily. For my everyday crew, on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to be talking to a, to a podcast host, of a team that has been to the promised land, been to the playoffs. And we'll talk about how the Magic are trying to get to where this team is at. I'll save who that team is. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. Got a couple guests coming up this week. So very, very excited about that. But until then, for Orlando Magic, daily and on magic, this has been Philip Rossman. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of.